You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you uh, amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Throughout the last couple of weeks, as we have been preparing for opening day, I have been ranking the infields in this division, the outfield, starting rotation, What we're going to do today is a little bit different. I am going to talk about the bullpens and a little bit about some backstops, but really, we're just keying in on two teams. The two teams atop this division, the Mets and the Braves. In the first segment, I'm going to talk about the Braves pitching, particularly that bullpen, how that compares to the Mets. In the second segment, talk about the overall lineups. The, the core of position players each team has going into opening day. And then in the last segment, I will give you my definitive answer of who should be the favorite in this division as we head into the start of the 2022 season. Before we get to any of that, I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FicklesteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at JustBaseball.com. So before we dive into Mets-Braves, A couple of injury notes I want to talk about. Max Scherzer appears to be set to start the second game of the season through his side on Tuesday. Things went well. He still has to be able to show that he can fill his position on Thursday. But assuming that goes well, he will be on the mound in the second game of the season against the Washington Nationals. The Mets might be going bullpen game in game one. Taiwan Walker also dealing with a little bit of knee soreness. That's to be expected considering the offseason surgery he had. But we'll see what happens there right now. He still is optimistic. He'll make his turn in the rotation. But the injury bug is already on the Mets right now. We already know Jacob DeGrom out for at least, you would imagine, six to eight weeks. Still is dealing with that shoulder injury four weeks until he'll get checked out again. And then we'll see what the timetable becomes after his next MRI. The other news is Brandon Nimmo. Shockingly enough, already dealing with an injury. A stiff neck out of cortisone shot. They're still optimistic. He could be there for opening day, but we do not know for sure. Travis Jankowski traveling with the team to Washington. Uh, that is likely due to the Nimmo injury. Could be making the opening day roster. The Mets with the clear spot for Jankowski for him to be on the team, but he would be a fourth outfielder for them. And with the 28-man roster, it would be very simple to have him with the big league club and maybe have nine pitchers in that bullpen instead of 10. Um, That's probably how the Mets decide to line it up, but that's the injury notes. And we'll talk about that stuff more tomorrow as we get into opening day. If there is anything else to really dive into, I want to talk Mets Braves though. We have been ranking infields, outfields, starting rotations. I had the Mets as the best starting rotation in the division and the best outfield. I had the Braves as the best infield in the division. We have yet to rank bullpens. We haven't talked benches. We haven't talked catchers, so I'm going to go through all that stuff. We're going to start off with the pitchers. I almost don't even need to go into a lengthy explanation. The Braves have arguably the best bullpen in baseball, at least one of the best bullpens in baseball, and definitely the best bullpen in this division. It's 
it's just ridiculous the collection of arms they have. Uh, they made the biggest additions in free agency when it came to this division. You, know, you saw the Phillies went out and they got Jarius Familia, they got Brad Hand, they got Corey Knable, the Mets got Chase and Shreve. They just made the trade for Joely Rodriguez, but they gave up Miguel Castro in that deal. They signed Adam Adovino. Other than that, they did not address their bullpen much. You look at this Braves team to add Colin McHugh and Kenley Jansen, two guys coming off great seasons. Jansen, one of the best closers in baseball. I don't really know if you would even say there has been a better closer in baseball over the past decade. He's just been that good with the Dodgers. Colin McHugh had an unbelievable season with the Rays last year with the sub two ERA. These guys add to a bullpen that already had Will Smith, who had a 3-4-4 ERA last year. Luke Jackson, a 1.98 ERA, although Jackson is heading to the 60-day IL with a damaged UCL, so we may not see him again. I don't know if he is definitely going to get Tommy John surgery, but it doesn't seem like he'll factor in to the Braves' bullpen, at least early on. Still, though, they had Tyler Matzik, who had a 2.57 ERA last year. A.J. Minter, a 3.78 ERA. This is a team with a lot of young pitchers that can either factor into the rotation or the bullpen when you're looking at a Tuki Tucson or a Spencer Strider. I mean, they just have a lot of pitching. And when we look at their composite, all of the arms they have in their stable, both in their rotation and the bullpen, it's hard for me to sit here today with a straight face and tell you the Mets have better pitching staff than the Braves. They simply don't. But I do think that there's reasons for optimism with the Mets. And their bullpen was good last year. And I look at a bullpen that subs out, uh, you know, Adam or subs out Adam Adovino or adds Adam Adovino for Drew's familiar. I don't know why I struggled so much on that one. Um, they made that switch, which to me is pretty much a direct flop. Like it doesn't really matter. Uh, you lose Familia and you add a pitcher in Adovino who's very similar to Familia. They lose Aaron Loop, though. That's significant. I love Chase and Sharif. Anyone who's been listening to this show knows that. He's going to make this team. Uh, they just add Joely Rodriguez, and then they have two lefties in that bullpen. I think they'll be okay. I don't think that Aaron Loop is going to re repeat the season he just had anyway. But what the Mets really need, and if I look at this bullpen, to me it's not about Adovino. It's not about those lefties. It's about Edwin Diaz. It's about Trevor Mann. It's about Seth Lugo. I still think those are the three best relievers in this bullpen. Obviously, Diaz is your closer. He has the potential to be the best reliever in baseball. That's how nasty the stuff is. When he can throw 105 with the fastball, 95, 96 with the slider, he's got, you know, just based on the stuff, it's like when Jacob DeGrom's out there dominating. That is how unhittable Edwin Diaz can be. And when he goes out, he's striking out two batters per inning. He is elite, but there's just been something not quite there since he's been in a match uniform. And in 2019, that's when it was glaring. Had a horrible year. Just gave up a ton of runs, blew a ton of saves, couldn't trust him. 2020 was better. 2021 also better, but he has not been the same guy he was in Seattle, the guy that led the league in saves. That was unhittable. If he could be that guy again, that's when this bullpen gets special. And Trevor May is a pitcher that, I think had a really nice year last year, kind of went underrated because he had a couple of bad stretches, but I prefer a reliever that has a bad week, but you can count on for the other three weeks of the month than the guy that you never know what you're going to get. Trevor may hit some skids where it was like, all right, do we trust him right now? But then he had these stretches where he would string together 10, 11, 12 relief appearances where he was really solid. So I think Trevor may is a perfectly suitable 
eighth inning pitcher for this Mets team. Seth Lugo is where things get interesting. Because in 2019, he was one of the best relievers in baseball. He was really the only reliever the Mets could count on in 2019. It was him and then it was uh, Justin Wilson was the other one that year. So now, hopefully, Seth Lugo may remove from that role of, is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a reliever? Now everyone knows Seth Lugo is a reliever. He's in a contract year. He is a pitcher with one of the, the best curveballs in baseball. Last year, he did not start the season uh, in the bullpen. He started the season on the IL. It's a normal offseason. I'm hoping that you see the Seth Lugo of old this year. And if they Mets have him to pair with Diaz in May, with Adam Adovino providing another option in late innings that maybe walks too many batters you don't always want to trust. But if you have a three-run lead, you can go to him. I like where the Mets are. I also think that Drew Smith has the potential to really surprise some people. Had a very quietly great season last year, and I think he's going to continue to improve off of that. And, you know, we talked this week about the addition of Joely Rodriguez. A, a nice left-handed arm. I think him and Jason Shreve can hold down that role. And I like Trevor Williams a lot as a swingman on this team that can get a, a lot of innings out of that bullpen um, as that long man. I think the Mets are in good shape. I don't think they're in as great of shape as the Braves, but I look at their bullpen and I think it's good enough to contend this year. And that is what you need right now. If the offense can carry this team the way I think the offense might actually be able to do, you're not going to be as reliant on the bullpen to just hold down all of these one-run games. Hopefully, the Mets can win some lopsided games this year and make things a little bit easier on that pitching staff. But the one thing I'll say, too, is when it comes to the starting rotation right now, because the Mets are dealing with these injuries, because you have DeGrom out, Scherzer and Walker dealing with nagging injuries already, that standing above the rest of the division as the top rotation, it had certainly taken a hit. I still think that I like the Mets' rotation over the Braves' rotation. They got Max Fried, Charlie Morton, Kyle Wright, Ian Anderson, Huskar, Noah to start the season, Tucker Davidson expected to get a fair bit of run as well. I, I still think that the Mets with Bassett and Scherzer have a better one-two than Fried and Morton, and, and I still am, am pretty high on, on Carlos Carrasco, Tyler McGill, and Tywin Walker to be better than they were last year. So I still like the Mets' rotation a little bit more. But then when you look at the depth that the Braves have, to have Tucker Davidson and Spencer Strider and some other options compared to what the Mets have, where there's not much right now behind Tyler McGill other than David Peterson and Trevor Williams is going to be in the bullpen. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think overall the collective when it comes to the pitching is much better with the Atlanta Braves than the Mets, but the Mets can make up for it with their offenses, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. First, I want to tell you about Bet Online, which is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Master Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. You also have all the MLB futures up. So if you want to bet on Cy Young, MVP, uh, home run leaders, if you want to take Pete Alonso, you can find all that stuff at Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so getting to these lineups, 
You look at the Atlanta Braves, and we already went through outfield and infield. I said the Mets had the best outfield in this division. The Braves were second in those rankings. They still have Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, who is dealing with that knee injury. He's still rehabbing to come back. I think we won't see him really playing the outfield full-time until May, but once he's there, he's the best outfielder on these two teams. But I think Starling Marte is able to match him in production if he's at his absolute best. If it's the Starling Marte we saw last year, which is a tall order because he's never quite been as good as he was last season. That's a guy that, when it comes to wins above replacement, I, I mean, can finish as a top five player in the league. Like, if he had played 160 games last year instead of 120, that's what he was on track to do. So, I don't think that the gap is as wide as you might expect between Acuna and Marte. And then in the corners, when you have Brandon Emma and Mark Canna, those are just better hitters and better overall players than Adam Duvall and Eddie Rosario. I know they were great down the stretch, and they helped lead the Braves to the World Series. But if you go back and you listen to that that podcast I did, ranking the top outfields in this division, there's a pretty clear statistical case that favors Nemo and Canna. When you go to the infield, I ranked the Braves ahead of the Mets. Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, Ozzie Albies, Matt Olson over Eduardo Escobar, Francisco Lindor, Jeff McNeil, and Pete Alonso. I think that if Jeff McNeil has the bounce back that I expect, if Francisco Lindor has the bounce back I expect, and if Pete Alonso continues to be Pete Alonso, this Mets infield could be the best in this division by year end. But considering the second half that Austin Riley had, considering the stabling presence that Dansby Swanson is, he is, in my opinion, the epitome of a replacement level shortstop. And I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment. What I mean is, he can be your starting shortstop on a World Series championship team. We just saw it. He is good enough. He plays solid defense. He'll hit some big home runs for you, but he's not going to move the needle. So that's where I'm at with Swanson. If your shortstop is worse than Dancy Swanson, you can't contend. Um, and that's basically the way I view him. You have Albies and Olsen, who are two players that could be all-stars. So the Braves had the better infield. And if you go to the backstop, Travis Darno, a, a player we're very familiar with, Probably the better catcher um, when it comes to these two teams. James McCann, Tomas Nito. For the match, you got William Contreras and Manny Pena uh, for the Braves right now. Darno has the best bat. Nito has the best glove. McCann may be second when it comes to the glove. But we'll see what happens. I think Contreras actually is a pretty good defensive catcher as well. And Manny Pena has been around for a while um, due to that glove. But overall... I don't think there's a massive edge when it comes to the backstops. What it really comes down to, though, when you're looking at the starting lineups, that the Mets have a better defense because their outfield defense is certainly going to be better, and they had the best defensive shortstop in baseball. Um, and I think that the Braves maybe have more pop in that lineup, some more home run power. But let's just go through what two starting lineups could be. And this is uh, assuming health, you know, when Acuna gets back and everything like that. So for the Mets, Starling Marte, Brandon Nemo, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, Eduardo Escobar, Jeff McNeil, Dominic Smith as the DH, James McCann, Mark Canna, going up potentially in a matchup against Ozzie Albies, Ronald Cunha Jr., Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna, Am Duval, Eddie Rosario, Travis Darno, and Swanson. It's two teams that are just hard to pick from. You know, I think we all have our biases. I might lean Mets. But you know a Braves fan's going to lead in Braves. And you get an outside perspective, and they'll probably say, well, you know, the Mets could contend, but you know it's the Braves' division to lose because they're the reigning champs. 
I just don't know how wide of a margin we have between these two teams. Although I will say that when I look at the Mets bench and the prospect of bringing a, a Cano off the bench, J.D. Davis, Mark Vientos, maybe down the line this season, when I see some of the names the Mets have, and I look at the Braves and it's Guillermo Heredia and it's Alex Dickerson, I just don't know. Orlando Arcia, I think the Mets have a better bench. Um, and overall, I think I lean Mets when it comes to offense and the defense, just the overall position player crop. And again, that could be slight bias, but I just don't think that the margin is that big between these two teams. So as we've gone through everything, as we've gone through the DHs, the outfield, the infield, the catcher, the rotation, the bullpen, I'm sitting here. And I don't even know what to tell you. Which team's going to be better? It's probably, if we're just talking about who should be the favorites going into this season. It's got to be the Braves. Especially because of the injury stuff that's happening with the Mets right now. The Mets went into the season with a healthy Jacob DeGrom. I think I would pick the Mets outright. I I really would. Um, Because DeGrom's now a question mark again. Because Brandon Nemo just got a cortisone shot in his neck it makes me a little less bullish on this Mets team. But I still think that they can win this division. And I still think that this Mets team is hungry and maybe hungrier than the Braves team. This is a team that I think has the right manager for the job in Buck Showalter. And I really think that this season is going to come down to the first couple of months. That's what I believe, because I believe that the Braves are going to be able to round into form in a big way when they get Acuna back, if they get Mike Soroka back, once they sort of get over that World Series hangover, once the loss of Freddie Freeman when it comes to a leadership capacity isn't as glaring as it might be when you're heading into the start of a season where he was the guy that commanded all the respect in that locker room, and now there is a leadership vacuum without him. I said it on a previous podcast. I'll say it again. It is vital for this New York Mets team to jump out to a big lead in this division. Just is. And that's why you need Max Scherzer healthy to start the season. And you hope that Tyler McGill is ready to step into this rotation and thrive. And you hope that the upside that we believe he has can be realized. And you hope that Carlos Carrasco and Taiwan Walker can bounce back for this team and that Bassett won't have any adjustment period going from Oakland to New York. And he's going to be the same guy he was out in the obscurity of Oakland. But this Mets team is star studded and this Mets team has a certain vibe in camp right now. And it's spring training every year. The Mets go into the season and we think, okay, this is the season. This is the year, but something about this team at this moment, the way the scoring runs in spring training at times in bunches with the star power that exists, being able to have a proven winner and leader in Max Scherzer in that clubhouse. I still think that this Mets team has a chance to go down as one of the better teams in franchise history and to have a really special regular season. 
And so when you compare them to the Braves right now, it's 1A, 1B. It is. There's a reason why the odds to win this division are identical. There's a reason why the over-under win totals are identical. Nobody can pick. No one has a definitive answer right now of why this team has a greater separator and, and should be considered the favorite over the other. On paper, depending on the which, which way you want to look at it, the Mets have more stars. The Braves maybe have a, a greater overall collection of talent, particularly on the pitching side. But it's going to come down to the f- ebbs and flows of a season. And I believe because of the World Series hangover and the loss of Freddie Freeman, that at the start of the season, the Mets will be better. So take that for what it's worth, and we'll see how things shake out through this first month of the season. On tomorrow's show, I'll be getting you ready for opening day, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one of the exciting segments you can look forward to is I was joined by Rob Pierce. I actually recorded that today, uh, but that's going to go up on Thursday, where the two of us went through Mets history, looked at all the opening days, and picked our own Mets Legends opening day lineups. Uh, there was not a lot of overlap there. We each have a starting nine. It's going to bring a lot of smiles to your faces when you hear some of these names that we recall who actually did start opening days for the Mets, some of the more uh, ridiculous players of the past. So that's a lot of fun. And I'll also, of course, just be talking overall about the matchup and where things stand as we begin the 2022 season. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, check out Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and Handicap Asper. At least starting Locked On Bets is where you want to go for all your daily gambling needs. You can follow Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts.